Welcome to the First Issue Club comic book podcast, where your weekly reading club for first issues, new and exciting comic book stuff that's coming out, and talking the news, chatting what's up, what's relevant, what's recent, what's poppin'. New, 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 Content, 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 tent, 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 tent. I'm fill my brain with tent, baby. You're are you stalling? <laughs> You're like, looking at your phone. I'm bidding on something. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm shocked that with all of that, that, with everything you just gave us, Greg has not made a song yet. I, we so, had no songs last week. Yeah, by the La- way, I'm back. Last week we promised double Greg this week. Double uh, the, Greg. The rare phenomena where you miss an episode and come back twice as steamed. Well, here's what happened. Like you I I did come back as double Greg, but mm-hmm. I flooded the engine and now I'm like yeah, stalled, I'm stalled out. out. Okay, got it. Um You gotta build back up. It's again. good to be back. Okay. I don't have any songs for anyone. I realized listening to last week's episode, I'm Genuinely, the Robin Williams of First Issue Club. <laughs> I can just burst into character uh, whenever, and uh, I do at my leisure, and it's it's lovely. Yeah, I mean, we, we were just in sad doldrums last week. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, right. The, you guys were in love. The on the well, how do you say that word? Ennui. Oh, the ennui of this studio was just mm-hmm. just a malaise as of melancholy, gray as it's ever been. Well, I'm, your little ray of sun, sunshine's back. Great, I loved being here too, Mike. It was so much fun. <laughs> Andy's like, I got some one-on-one time with Mike D. It was Var- great. Vargas, great. Vargas, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> can, we, can we not do this on the show right now? Are you quiet quitting? <laughs> okay, so. Uh, we're going to start things off with some mm-hmm. per, uh, personal news, some eBay finds. Yeah, we don't have a name for this segment yet. eBay updates. That We have a name now. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> Adventures in eBay. Okay. What was yours? Yeah, what do you got, eBay? My, so mine what, mine isn't even like a, a big get. I actually lost this. Um, but we had talked about previously in an episode how mm-hmm. Sex Criminals 13 was like a polybagged book with the potential of having a sketch on there from Matt Fraction or Chip Zdarsky. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, I think it was 11. 11, sorry. And so I thought after that episode were, was recorded, a fun idea for the Patreon would to be to, to go to eBay and buy a bunch and open them live on the Patreon to see if uh, we got yeah. one. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I found this guy on eBay who had a lot, mm-hmm. and he was selling them individually for $20. Sure. And I was like... Oh, no. So much money. I was like, no, thank you. So I messaged the guy, and because the, the listing had been up for a while. It wasn't an auction. It was just like, here's a listing of books. So I messaged him. I was like, listen, you got four books here. They've been up for a while. I'll buy the whole lot for $30. Uh-huh. And he was like, well, I don't know. It's kind of low. And I was like, okay, but <laughs> th- do you want $30? Like, it's, yeah. It's been up for a long... This is guaranteed $30. And then he was like, well... If you bought all four, it would up you to priority shipping, which would be ten dollars. So I was like, "Okay, fine, I'll, I will pay forty dollars." Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, essentially ten dollars a book. I'm still overpaying for these things. Yeah, big time. You could get them in stores two ninety nine for a year after they were out for like three bucks. Yeah. That's right. Right, but I was committed to the bit. Yes. I was like, <laughs> I want to do this for the gang. Your chances be- of getting one are so low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like. With four of them, maybe we'll hit, maybe yeah. not. And the guy was just like, no, I think you're lowballing me here. I was just like, I think you are over-inflating what you have, uh-huh. sir or yeah. ma'am. 
And so it, it went back and forth for a little bit. Uh, he got a little chippy, and then I was just like, you know what? We're done. I gave you an opportunity for uh, to get rid of these and unload them, but no dice. <laughs> if you're not interested, all you have to do is just stop responding to somebody. Yeah. You don't have to have an ongoing conversation of like, why someone's screwing you or pretend hasn't even screwed you has like the potential to screw you we're just having a conversation and he's already just like uh, he thinks i'm in his house rifling through his items just disappear from the internet yeah if you don't want to sell so i'm bummed because i wanted to get them to to open because i think it'd be fun yeah uh but people on ebay are wild i had a similar experience i was trying to get uh the glow in the dark variant of we only find them when they're dead. Mm-hmm. And I found a listing for like 20 bucks or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to pay. No. Right. So they had make an offer. So I made an offer for like. It's my favorite button on eBay. I made an offer for like 15. Like knock five bucks off. Right. That covers the cost of shipping. Sure. Whatever. And he was res- counter offered with 20. The price that he like originally had it listed. <laughs> and I responded with why have make an offer. Mm-hmm. If you're not gonna sell it for less than what you listed it, and he just stopped responding. Yeah, <laughs> see, there's the proper way that. to do that. Yeah, that's the way you handle he's it. He's like, "Fuck off." <laughs> but like, <laughs> no. why do that? That's no, happened to me tons of times. That is funny. I've, I've, I've seen things. I've, I've made offers on things that were like over a hundred dollars, and for like ten dollars under, twenty dollars under, and people will come back and knock one dollar off. Right, and it's like, nope, we're not doing yeah. this. Yeah, right, <laughs> we're not doing this. Why have the button? Like, <laughs> because they want traction, and they like people will see make off from there, and then they're more likely to save it. Them. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Put I, it on the watch list. However, the make an offer thing, and I, I think I've spoke about this, has backfired on me more than a, uh, enough. Like uh, the why well, as a buyer or a seller as a buyer because the slab of jubilee that I had was uh-huh. originally. Seventy dollars. Okay, and I was like joking around. I was like make an offer. I, I put forty in, and the guy's like, "Okay," and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> oh, you didn't actually want to buy I, it. Well, I wasn't intending on buying it. You know, you just thought it would get declined, right? I was just like, "Let's see, <laughs> see what kind of game I can play with this person." Well, it sounds like you got a good deal on it. Then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did, and I'm not. I'm not mad about it, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting the 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 check mark of okay, yeah, that that seems fair, and yeah, so. I did the same. That's how I got my um, black cat first appearance. I offered somebody like a hundred dollars under, thinking like there's no Holy way. Holy cow! Hell yeah! And I I got a seven point five for around three hundred bucks, which is like great for that comic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like get rid of it. It is cursed. <laughs> it's haunting my family. It came with this monkey paw. It was really weird. <laughs> okay, so I stumbled across a great find today. On my lunch break, which was a lot of early 70s Iron Man comics. And in this lot was Iron Man 54, which is a first mm-hmm. appearance of Moondragon. Yeah. Oh, cool. And this was one of those things. And this is uh, one of my tried and true methods <laughs> of getting deals on eBay is looking at or through lots because a lot of times people may have a book in there that is noteworthy mm-hmm. and because you've listed it as like generic Iron Man lot or Iron Man 50 through 60. Yeah. 
people are searching 54 specifically, right? Yeah. To find that book. So it's just not coming up in sales. So I got about six Iron Man books in the 50s that were 1971, 72 Uh for 70 bucks. That's a good price. Yeah. So that shakes out to what, like $12 each. Mm -hmm. And one of them's a Moon Dragon first appearance that like, it's one of those things too where it's like, the pictures weren't amazing of the comics. It looked like it could maybe be an eight point five. Uh-huh. Which if it's anywhere in the neighborhood of that. Yeah. It's a good deal. Then it's yeah. a great deal. Yeah. yeah. If if it comes up and it's a little beat up and tattered, I I don't think I'd return these. I think I'd just say, Oh well. Well, it's a great deal and something that you you're do like you're collecting first appearances of Marvel women. Marvel women. Yep. And the likelihood of her showing up in a movie or a TV show is, I would say, relatively high. She's gotten popular. It goes up every year, yeah. right? <laughs> but the, the likelihood of any individual character showing up goes up and up and up. I'm, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I think she's definitely one of those characters that if you Googled, like, um, women of Marvel. Mm-hmm. She's She'd in, be there. She's in the first 20... Characters definitely listed. first twenty, without a doubt. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, so yeah. that's a that's a big one for for me. She was. I don't think she had the name Moon Dragon yet. Um, but she appeared in this comic. But she appeared, and the character like later gets that oh. name and um, changes the outfit a little bit. But um, really great, obscure, weird first appearance that uh, I've not a lot of people. Have. I, I keep my eyes out for. And always seems like it's way overpriced for what that character mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And it's probably just because it is a little more of an obscure first appearance. But um, That's super, dope. super stoked to have landed on it. That's dope. And I bet if you really wanted to, you could sell the other books in that lot and yeah. make your money back. <laughs> I could probably <laughs> post that listing a little better. Yeah. And well, pie- piecemeal them out. Like yeah, sell do them, them one, one at a time. Mm-hmm. You just sell it back to the same guy for <laughs> double the money. <laughs> $15 an issue. Man, this is really easy <laughs> to make money doing comics. So, yeah, I haven't even looked at those other issues to see if anything um, relevant happens in them. I don't think so. But Was uh, Demon in a Bottle one of them? God, if only no, that's that was the... that was like 103 or something. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was in the that's the classic cover oh, where like he's no, looking no, in the no. mirror and looks just washed yeah, out from these all are, the alcohol. These are way before that. Okay. Yep. It's a badass cover. Yep. If you can find it. Uh, you guys know my eBay story because I sent it in the- You sold the ghost. In the chat. Uh, <laughs> I I made a joke in our group chat that mm-hmm. I want to get something at a 10, just so I can yes. say I had a 10. <laughs> so I was looking at eBay for 10.0 comics, mm-hmm. and there was a- Tales of Suspense 12 or whatever the hell it is, the first appearance of Iron Man mm-hmm. at a 10. Right. And I was like, what the, <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> I almost had a heart attack. So anyway, I took a closer look and what it ended up being was a slabbed piece of silver that had that cover printed on it that Marvel has been selling as collectibles. And I found more of them. 
So is it actual like silver, yeah. like like the metal? The metal silver. Like when the, the economy crumbles, you can crack that slab open. And Correct. Use it as actual. Yeah, currency. you can buy water or Correct. food rations. You can buy gasoline because <laughs> we're all in Mad Max. Silver as in the metal. Mother's milk. <laughs> yes. Everyone. Mediocre. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I almost had a heart attack thinking that somebody somewhere had found a 10.0 first appearance of Iron Man. Which, impossible. 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 Yes, like, exactly. Non-existent. Non- like, that would be worth in the millions, just because it's a 10.0. Yeah. yeah. Easy. <laughs> but that's why I was like, what? What is, what yeah. is this? <laughs> and you were just like, it's only $200. Well, because <laughs> the first thing I was like, oh, it's a it's a facsimile, and then the price was the 20 cent price, mm-hmm. and that's when it... Yeah, yeah. You went all Looney Tunes of blah, 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 blah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you busted a Vargas-sized hole through the wall. I mean, it was wild. I, I <laughs> my emotions were all over the place. Really went the whole roller coaster of emotions on that one. Yeah. So if anything out there exists, you can find it on eBay. If you're a big fan of precious metals and Iron Man <laughs> mm-hmm. and CGC, yeah. <laughs> do we have a listing for you? Yeah. It's funny that they'd even. Slab that. That's what. I, well, and just a piece of metal shaped he, like a comic. That's he, wild. Here's the wild part: is it came in like a display box <laughs> that the slab went in. Is it Sharpie on cover? It was like it was sold. Maybe like, CGC manufactured it with them or something. I think yeah. there must have been a deal yeah. between Marvel and them. Yeah. Well, Marvel and them and whatever company does the silver stuff. Yeah. Like it's a it's a big three way. Whatever of kills capitalism. werewolves. <laughs> yeah. God. Thank you. We missed you, Greg. <laughs> yeah, we are what? Almost 10 minutes in and no songs. Good on ya. He's got no music in his heart. Music in Folks, his heart. Folks, that's Vargas, not Greg. <laughs> double Greg. I think double Greg is normal. I think I've overshot it. Yeah. Well, like you said, you flooded the end. I did. But on the back half, I'm going to be completely zany. <laughs> All right, so I have one news thing in particular that I think by the time this episode comes out, mm-hmm. this might be discussed to all hell. Oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> you, I love you, I love when we're on the back half of uh, breaking yeah, news. Yeah, the back end of it. Peek you guys the... hear about Bane? <laughs> in any case, um, drama about the. Joker pregnancy. Ah, uh, yes. I you, heard all about why this. Why is that such a big deal? <laughs> it's really funny. Some of the quotes I was seeing from Fox and Friends were Oh, there's your problem. Uh, hilarious. Truth.com hated it. Is uh, it is it from the the Joker ongoing? One presume. So it's one of the like mini stories in the back of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know how they do like the little short goofier bits sure in the back that's what it is you know a comic (laughs) so it's definitely out of canon it's meant to be silly as anyone who reads comic books knows like exactly and presumes um just um a fun quote from this fox and friends segment was no longer the joker now he's the woker (laughs) love love that joke her was right there yeah (laughs) And they went with Woker. They called this sick and disgusting. Well, yeah. Um, That's what makes it funny. Accused the comic book market of doubling down on woke. Dig it. Hell yeah. Um, And then said they've had several guests on 
who have said no one buys these comic books because they're tired of the wokeness of comics. Now, having said all this, Mm -hmm. here's what happened in this comic book that everyone's mad about. Presumably because Joker being pregnant means he's trans. Sure. That's why people are, like, upset. That's the line they're connecting? In the comic, which I think Matthew Rosenberg has been writing those little backups. Mm -hmm. I love him. Um, So in this comic, Joker gets cursed by Zatanna, Mm -hmm. who says, no one else will ever have your baby. And Ah. so he wakes up with a huge belly and then later pukes, like, a clay face thing. So ultimately, he had a stomach full of clay face (laughs) and puked it up and then that clay took the form of him and he was like my baby boy yes um so (laughs) multiple layers there so he wasn't actually pregnant he was never actually pregnant (laughs) he looked bloated he's just he was just full of mud and they made jokes about him being pregnant pregnant because he was cursed by zatanna Mm -hmm. never not even like let's 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 say that, he did get pregnant. That they do make the Joker a trans character, or the Joker does literally get pregnant. Sure. Still, who cares? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still. I agree. I'm, the, no one's arguing with you. And the fa- I know, but it's just <laughs> the, the the fact that they discuss it with such ferocity, and people get so pissed off about it, and yeah. how how much it's not a thing and to have these talking heads like it's also not woke like the, no yeah. not at all <laughs> the guy who like played conan uh sorbo oh, kevin sorbo. sorbo that piece of shit and then the yeah. guy who used to play dean Superman, dean kane like all the, they have those guys ever on every once in a while and they're like no one buys comics anymore because they hate how woke they're getting. Oh my god! Those guys are the furthest from comic books. E- comic book experts. Just and, once, I want them to call me, and, and like, they have, have me come on. No clue what these storylines, our details, are even sniffing. Well, and don't you just want to be the guy who? I wish I had the ability to call in and be like. Hey, what issue of the Joker is this? So I can avoid it. And when they're like, "We yeah. have no idea," be like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> uh, all of them." <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that makes me so irritated. Yeah. Now, to be fair, if he get if the Joker had given birth to like a machine gun, they wouldn't have had an issue. <laughs> like yeah. the far right would have been like, "That's gotta kick ass." Like you know, he's a real villain. But I could shit out a machine gun because it was like it came out as like anthropomorphic and like a humanoid like they're just like well nope, this is the liberal left i'm sure mafia what, media i'm sure what pissed everybody off was just the visual of the joker looking with the belly pregnant. yeah yeah like God, that, then i have to advise him to stay off google images <laughs> oh yeah there's some creepy shit out there yeah never look up sonic fanfic yeah fat harry potter stay away from that <laughs> um i know marvel announced it's free comic book day titles mm-hmm. um they're all free I don't, I don't think there's many like surprises like they every year they do like a, or the last the last few years anyway they've done like a spider-man slash venom crossover <laughs> thing and then a, like an x-men avengers thing um apparently <laughs> there's what's so funny already i think 
I just had the, the idea of a funny bit of someone misunderstanding free comic book day uh-huh. and then just like going to any comic book store just like, oh my God, these are all free. And then just like loading up with comics and just walking out. Like this day's awesome. Once a year, I just make out like a bandit. You should do that. Yeah. At your next. This was workshop that bit. How did, yeah. how did it land for you? It. I didn't laugh if you noticed. It takes a while. It's a thinker. Yeah. <laughs> I I hey I love stealing from uh, local comic shops. Oh, I Great. think the joke is the person who did it is stupid. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> that's the that's the end of the bit. Is somebody walks out and is like, "Hey, dumb dumb." Uh, yeah, a policeman comes out mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Ah, uh-uh, tut tut." And Justice it, is served, and then they explain what free comic book day is, and everyone has hot chocolate. Great, is yeah. that better? Sure. Okay, I I can't wait to stage this with you. <laughs> This, uh, this, elaborate, this elaborate, convoluted storyline that's like going to be live performance <laughs> art. You can be the cop. <laughs> that's great. I'll yeah. dress up as the cop. We'll give you a, a Joker gun. <laughs> um. In in any case, well, the I did see that like we're supposed to find out some stuff about Spider Man's costume. Who cares? Uh. The the big thing is that I think we're finally going to figure out, or it was teased that we're going to figure out what the deal is with the Hickman secret project that Marvel's been teasing for like a year now. Mm -hmm. Like I totally forgot about it until I read this today that we're going to find out more details on it on free comic book day. Any guesses? Um, no. Well, so they showed some, um, art from it or some like, um, some of the pre-design pages like back in October, maybe Mm -hmm. in, they look like alternative, dressed down, more casual versions of characters. Like one was Doctor Strange, it looked like dressed up like a hipster, and the <clears> other <throat> one was, um, I think, Jubilee. Yeah. Who again was more dressed down and casual, but you could tell like she had the signature yellow jacket and like a pink headband to kind of like reflect the the shades. So it might be some sort of like weird alternate real world scenario wherein some of your favorite characters are like normal everyday people. I don't know. Maybe we're getting like Marvels too. They, that Alex Ross series. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. We haven't had like a Secret Defenders storyline in a while. That's or true. Or a Secret Avengers. But yeah, it seems like a weird mishmash of characters. Mm-hmm. One of the characters looked like it might have been Emma Frost. What are the what are the odds that they're given Hickman Miracle Man. Oh, I think low. You yeah. think so? You think that's still Donnie, already... Donnie Cates' thing? Didn't Could... he make a post a while ago where he bought the like original cover for Miracle Man or something? Yeah. So I think people have been Who like... Who did? Donnie Cates. Cates did. Donnie Cates wrote, bought like the original cover? Yeah. I think so. Or oh. something like that. And then I, think, then I think he found out that it wasn't real. Uh, and he had to, like they, he returned it, and the guy that he bought it from was like, "Oh my god, I had no idea." But in, in any case, people have been latching onto that of just like, did he get that job back then? Yeah, and he'd been you know preparing for it. So who knows? I I mean, the only thing that makes me think they're gearing up to something, Miracle Man. I mean, obviously they're doing something with Miracle Man, but something sooner than later was the last page of Timeless. Oh right, with, that with came out the Miracle Man logo. Yeah, yeah. They've had in previews. I've seen a lot of Miracle Man variants. Yeah, yeah. They did so a they did really a whole series 
Um, and then obviously Gaiman and Buckingham are currently putting out the end of their their run, yeah, in progress run. It so. would it would it makes sense to me that the way you introduce Miracle Man is in the last issue of Jason Aaron's Avengers. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Avengers he's doing, finale thing. Because he's yeah. doing like multiverse stuff and like kind of this weird, uh, you know, other world kind of thing. And to ha- to throw him in at the end because Jason's done mm-hmm. and have Miracle Man be there, like kind of like a fourth wall thing of just like, you know, reading the last issue of the yeah. Avengers thing, just like, oh, that was fun. And then like, you know. They Time to go their, fuck shit up. They make their announcement there. Or or he's just like, I have to fix all this now. Yeah. Like, something like that. That's kind of what I thought they might be doing with All Out Avengers. Are you guys reading All Out? No. All Out, so, it All Out is only like one day in the universe of the Avengers, right? Like, it's just a crazy day that the Avengers have. Yeah, but, but there's that whole like on-running run, thing where like somebody is doing this to them. Mm, and right. they don't know that it's happening to them, but right. they're starting to figure it out. Like we, as a reader, know, but that's they, right. They don't know. That's right. That's right. That's right. So that might be a Miracle Man thing. That's that's kind of what I thought was like maybe that maybe All Out Avengers is like Kid Miracle Man messing with the Avengers, mm-hmm. and then they're gonna have Daddy Miracle Man come and fight him. Oh, because that happens in you know Miracle Man the the comic series. So anyway. could have fooled me. It's funny that all these like Todd McFarlane, Neil Gaiman disputed characters ended up on or or are ending up on Marvel. Angelina, because <laughs> yeah, that and was Miracle Man, Miracle Man and Miracle Man. Yeah, I, th- I don't know if they were part of the same legal battle or if that was like a second legal battle with McFarlane and Gaiman. They, those, those guys apparently fucking hate each other after all that. They do now. <laughs> yeah, I I just watched a YouTube video. I'm glad you said this about that whole thing mm-hmm. with Miracle Man. And um, um, Sp- Spawn and the characters that Gaiman created for sure. Spawn and all that stuff, whatever. The th- the thing that blew my mind about that was <laughs> in that courtroom case, there's a, a Spawn number nine that was used as evidence because that's the first appearance of Angela. Angela. Angela, Angela sorry. I don't know why I say Angela. And Cagliostro Ka- Ka- or whatever, the like mentor guy. Yep. Anyway, whatever. There was a kid in the audience of that courtroom, and McFarlane and Gaiman signed that book and gave it to the kid in the audience. <laughs> so somewhere out there, there's this. There's one signed by both of them. By that both kicks of them. ass. <laughs> that was used as evidence so like, in the case. <laughs> so it's like courtroom evidence. Where was the own... CGC guy then? Yeah, exactly. it has its own plastic bag. <laughs> yeah. Well, they can verify it if it's footage, if there's video footage of the case. There is, and there's a picture of them standing next to it with the kid, like, Holy shit. Up. Get it CGC'd in the plastic case I and, mean, like, evidence. Can you imagine? <laughs> That's like, cool. That is, it's awesome that they were like, hey, we do this for kids yeah. and comic book fans. Let's put aside our differences and, like, do something cool for a kid here. Mm-hmm. That's fucking great. If That's I was like that kid's dad. I would have yoinked it out of I, his hands. I still think you know. Say what you want about any of those guys for any of the reasons over their long, long comic book careers, but I'm still a huge fan of both of them, and I think. Oh yeah. And I think they're both very kick-ass people. It's it's a shame that they've got some disputes and differences, but yeah, I'm as, a fan. As goofy as McFarland specifically is, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> clearly the dude loves the comic book medium, and and he, he's done some cool things, yeah, I, like for sure. And I I think it's rad that Spawn was was like two ninety nine forever, 
I, it might still be. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't buy it. It was so. like one ninety nine forever, or it's like always been the same price or something crazy. Um, and I don't. I think there's some real big comic nerds who follow like every little thing very closely have a little bit of maybe beef or bad ill feelings towards him because of some of the like image employees not feeling like they're being um represented or given the right benefits or being treated fairly. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he's like, you know, one of the image guys. <laughs> so, if not the image guy. Right, exactly. So uh I don't know. Hopefully all that stuff works itself out too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I don't know enough about it to say he's uh to blame or or whatever, but I'm still a fan. Uh I have two little pieces of Marvel news myself. Uh, number one, I saw that Darth Vader is getting a black, white, and red series. Ooh, I love that. Which is pretty cool. That is rad. Uh, it's the first one they've done with a Star Wars character. I think that's pretty neat. Black, white, and midichlorian? <laughs> yes. Perfect. Uh, and Jason Aaron is like headlining that. Hell yeah. Uh, it's, it's another um, anthology series, mm-hmm. so there's going to be a whole bunch of people involved. But yeah. uh, I saw that. Can't wait for all 80 covers. Yep, exactly. Um, and the other piece I saw was that this summer, maybe tying into Grootfall, uh, that we talked about last week, um, they're doing a Groot mini series that's going to finally explain the origins of Groot. Yeah, so I think that does tie into Grootfall. I'm sure it does. So, but Al Ewing is writing it, which hell yeah, obviously Marvel Cosmic is his baby. Yeah, there I. There are some Marvel origins that are, when you go back and look through like Marvel fandom, like everything's from Planet X. Sure. And you're like, I think Groot might be one of those things. And it's just like, yeah, you all can't be from Planet X. Yeah. If you're, if you're going to, X can't be that, bopping. if you're going to make that planet canon in the Marvel universe, like you got <laughs> clean that up somehow. <laughs> There's multiple And they're doing X's. it. I'm yeah. getting what I wanted. There you go. So, great. I'll take it. I'm excited for uh, Groot Fall. It's the same creative team that's doing Captain America Sentinel of Liberty. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't even look into that. Yeah, so it's it's uh, going to be fucking rad. Yeah. yeah. Those books have been great, so. And it, like I said last week, the cover I sold me. Yeah. So. The, uh, from what the solicit said, they're just like going to new planets and meeting new alien races that haven't been explored yet. In- Dope. Event, uh, Marvel Comics, so yeah, a lot of first appearances coming for the Guardians of the Galaxy. Can't wait to get all eighty covers of every issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't wait for the Disney one. Yeah. <laughs> Any other news? I, I haven't had time to look in the news yet. I uh, we're doing house stuff. So have you been reading comic books? I have. I got one for the episode that I'm very excited about. I don't think there's a better time than now. Double Greg is here. (laughs) Double Greg is here. It's time for comic book. It's time for comic books. Hey, hey. All right, he promised it. Uh, I, oh, am I starting? Yeah. Okay, I read Black Cloak by um, Kelly Thomas. Thompson. Thompson. Christ alive. Double Greg, you idiot. (laughs) I read uh, Black Cloak by Kelly Thompson, which is her Substack book. Yeah, right. Put into print. It is a beefy boy. Uh, they're like it's like a triple sized uh, issue. Oh, it's, like a sixty four pager. It's fucking huge. Okay. 
Um, I love, by the way, Image used to do that way more often. And I guess that's more of like the creator's call because, again, these are creator-owned books. Um, But, man, there's no better way to start an independent than a double-sized issue without ads in it. Um, It's just so much easier to get familiar and excited about the world that the story's being told in when you know nothing about it going in. Right. And uh, all the issues are going to be that big. So is this like a a four-parter, do you know? I don't know for sure. Um, I so far there's three scheduled with I think more to come. I I don't know if there's an ending. It, I guess it depends on if people buy it. Yeah. Um, I love that format, like Night of the Ghoul, three issues. Oh right, yeah. Big old beefy ish, you know, mm-hmm. whatever they're basically like mini trades. Yeah. Give me more of that. Seriously, like that you get more bang for your buck. Yeah. You pay a little bit more up front, but. 15 bucks, three issues, and it's a whole story. Bing, sure. bang, boom. Did you read this digitally, or was it I, a paper I purchased copy? it. Okay. Uh, is paper. What, is it bound, or is it stapled? Uh, Stapled. Stapled, okay. Yeah. So you're fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm just wondering. Uh, so it's it's Kelly Thompson and Meredith McLaren, and basically it is um, uh, the Black Cloaks are like the cops of this fantasy planet we have found ourselves on. Uh, it, it starts out with, like, there was a, a great battle between good and evil, and good won. Hey. And so everything- All right, good. Everything is good, <laughs> but it turns out- Everything's good. People get bored when everything is good. Oh, yeah. You and gotta so, have a purge every once in a while. So, you know, it's, it's good for a little bit, and then people just go back to their ways of killing, cheating, and lying. And so the Black Cloaks are like these, uh, you know, they have this, like, uh- not predisposition, but like they're just really attuned to the creatures of this world and like solving crimes and stuff. Okay, and um, it's got a lot of heart, a lot of a lot of humor, kind of like dark humor. But it is it's just like a procedural, just like Law and Order, solving a crime, and uh, you have to go through the list of all your nefarious folks in this world, and the world building is like. Incredible, like, and that's what you get with these bigger issues. You have mm. more time to really spread it out and to uh, make that slow burn kind of cook really well. I'm so excited to read this book. I'm a huge Kelly Thompson fan. Mm-hmm. I we had her on the podcast once, and I overthought it because I was such a big fan. Mm-hmm. Could have been a better interview, probably. I, again, I'll take the I blame tell you for this that all one. the time. It was a great interview. She was so nice and so cool. Um, even I, when you started crying, she was I, like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I get this a lot. Um, Captain Marvel is like one of the, I think, finest books on Marvel right now. And I think they're, she's kind of leading in an event right now by That's crossing right. yeah. over the brood stuff yeah. into the X-Men line. And there's going to be like a little bit of like a a mini or like a few issue crossover that they're going to do, um, which I'm excited about. I hope I could see, we even told Kelly this when she was on the podcast that like, I think we asked her if she was interested in doing an event or something like that. And she was like, ah, I don't think they'd ask me to. Which is stupid. Helm an event. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we were all like, we think that. <laughs> I was yeah. like, we're all like, yeah, you're like fucking awesome. Like, I could totally see you um, doing that. So, 
I'm like, maybe this is one of those things now where, you know, we've had big Jason Aaron events and Donny Cates events yep. for a while now. Uh, same with all like the X-Men crew with the Hickman stuff and Duggan. Mm-hmm. And it would be cool to have uh, Kelly write a great big event just because she does have a different like tone that would, I think, feel a lot different and maybe not so. That's that's one thing I do like about Duggan events is that they're not so serious and heavy. Oh, sure. As some of the other Marvel comic book events mm-hmm. that they just take themselves a little less seriously. That's not everyone's cup of tea. Right. I know like some people read um, some of the like Ten of Swords books mm-hmm. that I think that he in particular was writing mm-hmm. and was like, these are too goofy and I expected this to be uh, you can't please everyone. A really serious, heavy thing. And it was like, man, I love those goofy issues. It was so much fun. <laughs> Go read DC. <laughs> Seriously. And like Kelly Thompson, I think you guys will agree, she writes the most believable dialogue I've ever seen in yeah. modern comics. Like the way that her characters go back and forth, like her and uh, like Leah Williams, like. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm like. They should write a master class of like how to write conversations in comics. It's just so effortless and like organic. It's I love reading Kelly Thompson yeah. books. Yeah. And so this this book is is like I said, slated for three. Hopefully there's more. So go out and buy this from Image. Um in the back it kind of gave a brief overview of like more books coming from Kelly Thompson from Image. She's going to be busy in twenty twenty three. So stuff with Kelly doing Thompson books. Create her own stuff. She has like two or three more books besides this yeah. coming out this year on Image. This she, was another thing we asked her that was like, how do you dis- – like when she was doing Star. Mm-hmm. And it was like, how do you get your hands on an Infinity Stone for one of your stories? Mm-hmm. Is that like pushed upon you or did you have to like ask the powers that be if you could tinker with it? And she kind of was like, oh, well, it's a whole damn thing. <laughs> And kind of, like, explained, like, how, you know, they have those meetings and mm-hmm. they talk about some of the bigger initiatives and stuff. And I think you could tell that, like, some of that stuff is, like, you got to fit, like, they're going out and we got to work it in. And you, my mind just starts to, like, wonder in real, like, you know, has this, has Kelly Thompson been truly unleashed as a writer? Have No, a, I don't think she has. Have a lot of, you know, people that we traditionally know as Marvel and DC creatives like been like fully just let off the chain to like go buck wild on a book and really write their vision like I don't know so I'm just like super stoked to see what she does independent independently I think I honestly think that if like uh Kelly Thompson and Vida Ayala and like Teeny Howard were like unleashed uh-huh. on Marvel like they would produce some of the most mind-bending books uh, of the last five years like i feel like those writers have been like you know utilized at marvel and dc mm. but you can tell from like their indie stuff uh, like they're not being used to their full potential on like the the mainstream I publishers mean, look at how long it took uh trad Moore to get a doctor strange book so, totally like yeah as soon as Ghost Rider came out, I was like oh he's gonna do doctor strange right and mm-hmm. then like 15 years later he's finally doing it Right, I mean, and <laughs> I think did, before that he did Silver Surfer, and yeah, you're Silver just Surfer like Black, yeah, and, and like I, I've 
said this a, a hundred times on Twitter and stuff. It's just like, let Trad Moore do more shit. Yeah. Like, un, unchained. Like, he is a, a fantastic artist that's, like, making weird visuals that fit in with Marvel. Yeah. Maybe not so much DC, but, like, really fits in the Marvel mold of just, like, wacky shit. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. I, Ongoing Hellstrom comic by Tradmore and Tradmore. Okay. That may be a tough sell. No. Not not in Andy Vargas's Marvel. <laughs> I wonder how well the um, Tradmore Doctor Strange book uh, is selling. Interesting question. We well, can figure that three out. out of three people at this table bought it. Yeah, it reading it. I had a moment. I think I texted you guys afterwards. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what happened, but it was definitely like I think one of us, if not me, said it was just like a black light. Yeah. poster version of comics mm-hmm. that yeah. it was just like it's maybe not meant to be like dissected <laughs> it's just kind of like yeah. soak it in man it's wild yeah, yeah. I, I think it is like That's, a trip of like it's, yeah. a, it's ethereal i think there's more at play than you know what you get from the first two mm-hmm. issues i think he is like traversing the death sphere like he's dead and this mm-hmm. is the in-between time from when he is Brought back eventually, yeah, in, in, is what I'm assuming. But what happens within that? I don't. I don't it can be know. anything because it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, like it's just a moment in time where no one sees it except for Doctor Strange. Yeah, but it man, was, it was cool. <laughs> exactly. Right. That's that's the tone of voice we need while discussing this hey, book. Man, <laughs> Dave's see not here, man. Yeah, did you see that Black Light poster <laughs> comic that they made, man? Oh, sweet, dude. If they did a Black Light version of that first issue. Oh, like with the like radiant black stuff? did, yeah, yeah. I'd buy it. 10 oh, bucks. for sure, yeah. Same. That'd be sick. But be sick. That's the book I read from Image Comics, Black Cloak. It's Ye- good. Yesterday, I read ten. Count them. Ten dark web tie-ins. Oh God. Um, your web is so dark right now. My web is as dark as it's ever been. Such an inky hue. Strange as it ever was. Um. I don't know that I have a lot to say about it. That's not good. No, well, not good or bad. It was just like I'm reading a ton of tie-ins. Um, it's fun. I'm a big New Mutants fan, mm-hmm. um, and New Mutants were a big part of the X-Men Inferno stuff that happened in the '80s, and it's fun to see Inferno kind of come back in a way through Madeline Pryor being in. Uh, limbo again mm. and it's there's a part of me that like hates clone stuff in spider-man <laughs> and a part of me that loves clone stuff in spider-man mm-hmm. and this particular one is hitting me in the feels the right way i think right in the nostalgia yeah um i like seeing ben riley as a bad guy i like the pairing of madeline and ben as clones who are tossed aside uh they've got like very similar origin stories um so it's been a trip and it's been kind of a fun ride the biggest surprise was have you guys read that mary jane black cat oh she has powers now yeah mary jane has like lot like a is it luck is it like luck powers no they're not luck well kind of so like domino you see um it's not like Domino. She always okay. hits on scratchers. Let me finish, guys. Uh, it's like um, a casino. What do you call the uh, slot, machine? slot machine? Slot machine sort of thing where 
she kind of like needs assistance or something or a power and you see like slot machine graphics pop up above her head uh-huh and sometimes she hits on something good and sometimes she hits on something bad so she <laughs> might turn into goop or she might have like <laughs> amazing fire powers and we have no clue what's ha- happening how she got those powers yet and she was like I don't want to say anything but it was a really fun I'm a robot. <laughs> it was a really fun reveal, like out of nowhere, that like, oh shit, Mary Jane has powers. Um, and Fox News didn't have a problem with that. <laughs> I looked it up on uh, eBay because I was like, are people going like bonkers? Like, oh, you know, first Mary Jane Watson with superpowers. And there's still plenty of this book, cover price, not a key thing. Yeah. Or people aren't considering it a key issue. So, well, she's had powers before she's had well she's she's spinnerette in another universe she had spider powers well the entire city of new york had spider powers during spider island this is true she's had uh iron she's been iron spider before yeah but i don't think proper 616 mary jane has had Powers. powers unique to herself before yeah, this. her own power. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. She has the powers to bring Spider-Man to his knees. <laughs> That's for sure. They're at least like, it's. it was really original in the the way that it's portrayed on the page is fun. Mm-hmm. Is that still Jed McKay writing that series? Yes. God, so good. He did a really great backup. Uh, We're all Jed heads here. <laughs> of just Black Cat, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of more like it felt like nod to my black cat people as like a a bonus to the MJ book. Black cat has had had has had a little bit of a renaissance in the last few years. Like she's been vital utilized a lot more and I feel like her books have been more successful. Big part of the star storyline mm-hmm. and there was like an infinity score thing. When she was used a lot in the King I'm, in Black. Yeah. She had like a uh, a tie in there that was like three or four issues. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was fun. She had a symbiote. She's had the they had that Iron Cat. Yep, yep. Book recently. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things where, um, well, everyone loves that character, and and J. Scott Campbell can draw the hell out of her on a cover. <laughs> and people love J. Scott Wowie. Campbell, and will buy. There are people who will just buy any J. Scott Campbell cover for sure. Um, it's wild to me that it took so long for there to be like a Black Cat solo title. Um, but I think a big part of if you're considering this like a Black Cat renaissance or anything, it's credit to Jed McKay for mm-hmm. handling that series really well. Because it could have just disappeared into obscurity. Oh, and for I don't sure. think people would have been ex- as excited about it. But the with MJ and, and Peter being on the skids too recently... Mm-hmm. That uh, Felicia Hardy romance is heating back up again. Blossoming. So mm-hmm. uh, I love to see that as a, a classic Spidey fan. It's it's just fun to see those some of those now, older storylines get revisited. Does that create tension between MJ and Felicia and the Mary Jane and it, Black Cat? Well, for, so I've only read the first uh, Mary Jane Black Cat. Okay. And but, uh, Felicia tries to bring it up. <laughs> and uh, gets interrupted. So we're going to see. Oh. We are going to see. Oh, I hope they kiss. <laughs> Thruple. 
Hey, listen, if the X-Men can do it. Yeah. Is that all you read? Your dark web tie? All I read. Yeah, you read 10 of them. Give them answer credit. 10 issues. I read two X-Men tie-ins. And that's another one that Doug and X-Men tie-ins were like so silly. And they were just like a, a breath of fresh air. Not that I... I liked the other issues, and they were all great, but those issues in particular were just so fun. Yeah. Kick ass. Yeah. Well, I read... Well, I read three books. One of them I still have yet to digest, and I might write a review of it. Ooh. I guess I read four books. I also got an advanced copy of Local Man, and that book... From Tim Seeley. Yeah, that book slaps horde you guys now can we can we not talk about that one yet because it hasn't come out no it doesn't come out till february okay but but we know what happens i know what happens <laughs> and uh that's definitely getting a written review Hell but yeah. i just wanted i had to say on air that con- my theory confirmed local man rules so <laughs> uh what i did read was um this isn't a first issue but it get up it counts it's flash seven hundred and ninety, so it's close mm-hmm. to a first issue. <laughs> this is uh, if, it, if it's under a thousand, it counts as a first issue. <laughs> we have to make an exception for DC Comics because they just don't reboot their numbering all <laughs> the time. Just, well, well, yeah. Otherwise, which, we'd, we'd just be talking about a hundred Joker books, <laughs> which I'm fine. I pitched that idea. <laughs> oh, the sequel to Three Jokers is three hundred Jokers. Oops, all Jokers. <laughs> Which I'm not complaining about. I love the legacy numbering. It does make it a little harder to know, like, when it's maybe a good jumping on point, unless you follow, like, comics previews, yeah. like, really closely. But, well, this does have a nice banner at the top that says One Minute War Begins Here. Okay, that is awesome. So, Flash 790. Um, I, I didn't know the team, but I thought the premise of this mini event sounded pretty interesting. Um, it's by, uh, here we go, Jeremy Adams and Roger Cruz. Mm hmm. Um, so the premise is that there's this alien invasion and what I am assuming is they have tapped into the speed force somehow and are able to utilize it. Um, because this, they, you know, one random day in the middle of wherever central city, uh, time stops for everyone except members of the flash family. Right. Yeah. And this alien race crashes a big giant pillar right in the middle of the city and nobody's doing anything except for, you know, flash and friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're the only ones that can do anything about it. Cause they're the only ones that can move. Let me ask you this. Are they, are they only able to move at normal speed because they're like flash speed is. Yeah. So okay. that's, that's what's wild. They, they, they haven't shown them using their powers during the slow-mo yet. Yeah. So I don't know they if they might it's, not be able to. Well, what's crazy is that like, or they are using their powers, and that's what's making them move. Are the aliens fast? Speed. That's that's what I don't know yet. I don't know if the aliens are fast or they have made everyone else slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, an but, alien race of like turtles <laughs> like invades. <laughs> but that's that's why I'm assuming they have access to the speed force somehow. Yeah, right. Is that they are manipulating. Whatever. If they make everybody else slow and Flash can just move fast because he can move fast. Mm -hmm. But again, it doesn't show them like activating their power or whatever. So anyway, 
presumably the whole story takes place over the course of 60 seconds because it's called the one minute war and i think that premise oh, is that's killer yeah oh, that's awesome yeah right? that's really cool <laughs> yeah because time just stops yeah for I love everybody that. else I love that. that's cool yeah. yeah so that's why i picked it up um, so they'll stretch that into like what 50 issues <laughs> well that's the whole thing it's twice monthly now <laughs> oh god <laughs> so next week ne- yeah next week the second part comes out. Second number two. Y- yeah. So that's 791 is part two. 790 is part one. So you think this is like wrap up by 800? Probably. And there's also like a Minute War special coming out and, you know, whatever. God bless the Flash for sticking to the bit. <laughs> Dude, I you know, I every once in a while I go back and I pick up like these Flash events. It's got to be speed related. <laughs> well... <laughs> It's not like that's a, what he's got. A test of like smarts or brawn. It's just like, hey, sometimes the Flash is smart. He's a cop. He's a forensic cop. Oh, all cops are smart. Okay. A C A S. All cops are smart. A C A S. Anyway, Flash seven ninety. Thumbs up. It's I'm, good stuff. I'm into that. That's concept. a kick ass idea. Yeah, I love. I it. love that. I know, right? So oh, is that Mosley? Yes, is Mosley. Oh. This is the other one I read. Um, this is uh, Rob Gilroy. Hmm. Y- Guillory, sorry, I always do that. Um, the guy who did Chew. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so this is this is his book. Um, there's a lot. The artist on. from Chew. The artist from Chew. Yeah. Yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, because Layman. Layman wrote did. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot, a lot going on in here. So <laughs> it starts out as one thing and changes to a completely different thing. Um, it it takes place in a world where. Robots have like made it so that people don't have to like do anything. Oh, uh-huh. Utopia. Well, utopia for everyone, but robots. The, the titular Mosley. Oh, um, who's a robot cleaner? Who is a? He's a janitor at a school, actually. Oh, okay. Um, a robot school. <laughs> there are robots at the school, but it's for humans. Double Greg is back. <laughs> uh, so this is like. A utopia, but dystopia. You know, it toes that line, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there are hints at both the beginning and throughout the book that he somehow w- was like the guy who taught the robots how to be people. Like he turned the AI on mm-hmm. um, because the book opens with him like participating in a one year program where he like lives with a robot and teaches the robot what it means to be like a person. It's like a study abroad program. It kind of is, right? But yeah. with a robot in a house. Sure. So presumably we'll get more of that backstory. Um, but in the first issue, spoiler alert, kind of not really, uh, he dies. Oh, what the? And he is- Is this a one shot? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's resurrected and given a magical hammer, like on the cover, and is given- orders by some sort of extra human deity to break the people free from their chains of uh digital robot servitude yeah robot yeah what yeah (laughs) i know right that's what i said there's a lot going on yeah that is a lot going on um but it's 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 great uh you you really really get a feel for like who this guy is and I want him to like be happy and then he dies mm-hmm. but, but then he comes back as a kick-ass <laughs> dude so that's awesome it's it's pretty fucking dope um I don't know how long it's gonna go I am kind of presuming that it's gonna be a mini but I could also see it 
mm-hmm. going on longer. Um, I picked it up off the shelf just because I thought the cover was rad. Uh, yeah, it's a sweet ass uh, like virgin variant. Yeah, cover. I got the I got the reveal. The, oh, the FOC reveal. Yeah, cover? the FOC nice. reveal. So it's dope. It's got great art. Um, it's got a great story. Uh, he also wrote a little you know, paragraph, whatever. There's some back matter about like what he was going through when he wrote it. And it's Mm. in response to like, Oh, people are on their phones all the time, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So expect a lot more of that out of this, but I picked it up randomly. Glad I did. It was really good. Tell you what, if there was a guy that got resurrected and got a magical hammer, I would put down my phone. Yeah, for sure. And I wouldn't pick it up again if, cause I don't want that dude coming after me. No, you'd smash it with the hammer. Yeah. See you, Candy Crush. <laughs> Can't crush this. <laughs> Is that what you'd miss the most? Candy if, Crush. If I had to lose my phone, what I would miss the most uh, is probably Merge Mansion. I've had that for a couple years, and I've gotten pretty far in the game. Merge Mansion? Yeah. Is like that a, a real thing? Yeah, it's like a matching game, and like you unlock uh, other portions of the property, and you can build things. <laughs> it's a nice little game to play in the toilet. I would miss, well, I guess I could do eBay on a desktop, but man, would I miss having eBay at my fingertips on my phone. Yeah. I wouldn't. My wallet would love it. Well, that's for sure. I'd miss CLZ, you fools. Oh, God. I would be fucking <laughs> CLZ, the greatest pissed. thing on earth. I just spent a week entering comics. I'd be so mad. And then some guy comes along and smashes your phone with a hammer. I guess it's in the cloud. That's By true. the way, the thing we can talk about on the Patreon, uh, CLZ did email us. They heard our episode <laughs> What? We'll talk about it on the Patreon. Oh. This is a real thing. They're like, <laughs> stop it, you assholes. No, they're very nice. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about it on the Patreon. Okay, cool. Um, uh, speaking of the Patreon, we've got, um, I have a game we might play. I have a list we might do. And we, Greg has a list we might do. God, have you ever heard a better teaser than that? Uh, so tune into the Patreon, what our Patreon uh, followers often call the better of the, better. the two <laughs> first issue club shows is the, the better is option the, is the one behind the paywall with uh yeah tw- obviously with 20 fans so uh join and us counting and counting so join us over there if you'd like to hear the better version of of this where we get a little sillier yeah double greg will be there i'm positive all right later First Issue Club is edited and produced by Mike DeStacy, Greg Licktig, and Andy Vargas. Follow us on social media at First Issue Club and check out our Patreon for videos, audio, and more at patreon.com slash first issue club. <laughs>